We don't have a ton of information yet, but what we've just heard from uh, President-elect Joe Biden's office is that uh, out of an abundance of caution, he has been taken to see an orthopedist. Uh, this is because we are told uh, that yesterday, on Saturday, he slipped and twisted his ankle while playing with his dog, uh, mm-hmm. Major. And uh, this just in, the president has been put down. Mm. He broke his ankle and he has been put down. All hail President Harris. Um, So Biden, uh, ancient Joe Biden, twisted his ankle playing with his dog? Broke his foot is what I hear. Is that what it is now? Yeah, they finally figured out a little broken bone in the foot. Wow. That's a serious injury. Yeah. He's an old man. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it over vacation at all, but him declining and going away, perhaps. I mean, start the the timer right now. When when's the pool? Who's who's in? Uh, it's it's a serious thing. It'll take him at his age a long time to heal from a broken foot, won't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be wearing the uh, the boot, and uh, to what extent he'll be actually running the administration remains to be seen. But we will uh, keep you up to date best we can. Oh, we were talking about the NFL a couple of minutes ago, just that the San Francisco 49ers, San Francisco, the city with the most homeless people in America. No, L.A. does. L.A. does. Uh, But in San Francisco, they allow them to poo on the streets, so it's a little more notable, I guess. But um, San Francisco's 49ers are now themselves homeless and living in a tent under the interstate or something like that. As Santa Clara County, California, where they play ball, uh, has outlawed contact sports because of the vids resurgence. And uh, the 49ers brass called him up and said, uh, hey, 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 we're the freaking 49ers. Check out the banners. Joe Montana, championships, et cetera. And the county said, we don't care who you are. You're shut down. Oh, okay. So the Niners had to go to the league and say, can we, like, go play to college somewhere or something? Because they don't have a home field and they don't have practice facilities Why, now. But, well, first of all, s- s- not allowing a uh, a carve out for the NFL team is stupid. You know, it's it's another example of a, a county health director making major decisions. Right, your county health director, who's who's you know, um, uh, uh, abilities to make major decisions. You have no idea. You have no idea how good they are, or how they even got their job. Exactly, going to make a decision like whether or not your local NFL team can play. Okay, Dr. So, Doolittle. So you, ha- you have rules that there can be no contact sports. We get it. You don't want, you know, the, the local junior high, a uh, bunch of people uh, rolling around on the wrestling mats or whatever with COVID. But you accept the NFL, you doofus. Yeah, because so the Niners can't even call and say, uh, there's more money at stake this Sunday than you will ever see in your life. We're all well paid. We're all here uh, voluntarily. We're adults. Listen to our crazy, crazy protocols, which aren't quite good enough, but uh, we're fine over here at the professional football level. Nope, can't do that because some county health director says no. That's moronic. It's you know, it's in fitting with the the politics of the area, though. But you've probably heard about the Denver Broncos, who had no quarterbacks. One of their QBs tested positive for the vid. They'd had a close together in a room meeting, no masks. And so the rest were had to be uh, isolated, according to the league rules. So they had zero quarterbacks. They had to direct snap the ball to their halfbacks and or they had this kid who was on the practice squad who played quarterback for like three months in college. And he came in. He went one for nine, I think, with an interception. Um, and they got the, the the Broncos got absolutely hammered. 
Then you've got the Ravens-Steelers game had to be postponed for a second time. And that's a That big was game. supposed to be the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, and the Ravens have 20 cases or 22. I don't even know what it is at and this point. And the Steelers point. are undefeated. Is that right? I didn't know that. The lone undefeated, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the the league, the entire league is shut down today and tomorrow as Roger Goodell and the brass tries to figure out what the heck to do because they're getting closer to the playoffs and they're supposed to be having a, a Super Bowl in, what, two months or so? Uh, two and a half months? So I, I had said that they wouldn't make it through week three, and I wasn't rooting for that. I'm rooting for America and our sports and our businesses and our restaurants to, to get back to normal and thrive like crazy. I, I take no delight in this. Um, but the NFL did a heck of a lot better than just, you know, falling apart after week three. But they have huge challenges right well, now, well, and as they, does everyone. And I said this about uh, baseball and the NBA, too. If they had to shut it down now, it's it, it doesn't mean it was a bad idea. They played no. a bunch of games and you watched them if you're into sports and you enjoyed them. And that's the whole point. So what's the loss? Well, Might as right. well try it. Yeah, don't be cynical. Let's try things and fail. In fact, that's one of the most important life lessons that a person or a country or a kid can, can possibly get. Failure is not a problem. Not trying is mm. the problem. Yeah. I try to remember that when I have various failures going on in my life. This is where you really, this is where you learn things. This is where you get better. And it's all true, but it's not very enjoyable at the time. <laughs> Failure is not enjoyable. Well, yeah, it's not. But that uh, I remember the New York Times, uh, for all their sins, they do some pretty good reporting at times. They had a piece that came out three, four years ago, I think, that they uh, they had done all sorts of studies of, of kids and, and followed the kids as they aged into adulthood and, and, you know, achieved or didn't achieve. And they said the single biggest factor in a kid growing up into a successful adult was that that child had failed at things and continued to try. I mean, that's like the quality that will bring you success. You can be dumb as a hammer, but if you have that quality, you'll do fine. <laughs> dumb as a hammer. Dumb as a shih tzu to get back to our discussion of the smartest and dumbest breeds of dogs. Um, uh, so the top scientist in Iran who was working every day to try to get Iran a nuclear bomb, which would be an awful result for the world, met his end while you were on vacation, as it would appear the Israelis... Was it the COVID? It was not the COVID. It was, I think, the uh, Mossad. I think <laughs> the Israelis in the United States... Got together one way or another and assassinated this dude. Guy was shot 37 times, but listed as a COVID death. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, his uh, his car uh, going down a country road in the middle of nowhere. A bunch of people jumped out of a ditch and uh, with machine guns and blasted it full of holes, and he died. And that's a good way to kill him so that you, you know, nope, nobody knows for certain who did it. Everybody's just assuming it's the Israelis, but they're, sure. you know, they haven't said anything about it. And, you know, you could, when it's an attack like that you can say oh, he had gambling debts or he was cheating on his wife or you know <laughs> yeah sure that's it lots of things could have happened it's not the fact that bb netanyahu had singled this guy out in a speech next last year and said i want you to remember this name yeah well evidently but, they did and they remembered his car and the license plate number two but the sort of people that think about this sort of thing believe it was an effort by the trump administration the israelis whoever to derail any hope the Biden administration had of getting the Iran nuclear deal going again, which Joe Biden has said that he wanted to do. 
Um, Israel and a whole bunch of other countries in that region think it's an awful idea mm-hmm. and uh, really don't want it to happen. Heck, the Saudis could have done it. Um, yeah, the well, MBZ want, could have been behind it. That's possible. What they want to happen is a real deal that seriously limits Iran's ability to develop nuclear weapons because they, like uh, Donald J. and and plenty of other people, thought that the uh, the what do you call the the big old deal, the CCPOA or the uh, uh, NAACP? I can't remember mm. the joint uh, whatever the heck. Um, they thought it was a terrible deal and was a, a pathway to get nuclear weapons, not an impediment. So. Uh, BB said, all right, uh, let's negotiate, but let's negotiate for real. How about I snuff your top guy and I would have your second of the top guy maybe stay at home until you make a deal with us. So how uh, when do you finally stop eating Thanksgiving leftovers? We uh, we 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 ate ours last night and called it good. Decided that was the end of the road. I got another couple days still, I think you are of of what in particular uh, are we talking biologically or in terms of our weight? Mm, Biologically. Oh, plenty of time. I got, oh, really? I got some meat and I got some mashed potatoes still that are uh, just uh, just waiting to be devoured. Darn it. Now I feel stupid because uh, my wife wanted to pull the plug on it. And I was really feeling bad that we were throwing some stuff out. I ate as much of it as I could last night with some weird belief that the universe is righted somehow. If I don't throw it in the trash and I get fatter, I don't understand how that helps anybody. My rule of thumb is a week. You ate it on Thursday. Yeah. It's fine until Wednesday. The following Thursday, yeah, you give it a sniff. And, uh, Do you maybe. guys get sick well, of turkey? I, can, I cut it off way too early. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I get no. sick of it after a while. Well, well how are you eating it? Are you eating it just plain? Yeah, just plain. I guess I could make make soup and stuff out of it. But well, make no, a turkey sandwich, man. A turkey a sandwich with a little stuffing it. on there is the best thing ever. Oh, a little yeah. cranberry. And I'm still doing the full-on stuffing gravy you know, oh, the, yeah. the, my my plate on Friday at noon was exactly like my plate on Thanksgiving <laughs> evening. I ran out of gravy. That was the first thing to run out yeah. of on the uh, on the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. though, that flavor of mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, and turkey oh, all mixed yeah. together. Oh, oh. wait they, a minute! They you gotta mix it together like a soup, more or less. They got to make a piece <laughs> of gum or something that has that flavor. That's unnatural. Yeah, get on that. <laughs> yeah, a little s- turkey gum. Yeah, you'll be a billionaire before long. <laughs> Turkey and graving and stuffing and mashed potatoes gum. That flavor all mixed together in a delicious bubble gum. Not gusting. <laughs> oh, I would eat a plate of that right now. And and, and gain another freaking pound. Mm. Whatever. Can you look up? I've heard this before. Um, how much weight the average person gains during the holiday season. And what did you say you gained? Four. Wow. Fat. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we'll have that for you when we come back. I know there's there's various numbers out there between Thanksgiving and New Year's, how much they think the average person gains. Uh, oh. for, for the entirety of Thanksgiving to New Year's is five pounds. So you're, oh, you're, boy. No, you're ahead no. of the curve a little bit. Exactly. I think I'm going to make it. Wait wow. a second. I don't want to. That's not a good thing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating it a little bit. If you kept up the effort, you could definitely be 10. I mean, ten well, pounds if I, a week. If game. you if I keep up gaining roughly a pound a day, if you don't give up in a year, I will be five hundred pounds. <laughs> Math checks. <laughs> uh, there's some good news on the vaccine front. There's some bad news on the COVID spreading around everywhere you live front. Plus, speaking of being bloated, Medicaid is hemorrhaging a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, this story is on amazing. people who are not eligible, and it's on purpose. Is the thing. Oh, it was beautiful. on purpose. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. Just saw this headline. Um, apparently this is a thing. Grinch bots snatching up video game consoles. So it's really hard to find. Uh, what were you looking for, Michael? The PS5? Uh, no, it's the Xbox Series Xbox. X and... Um, oh, i got to make sure nobody's listening. So Okay, I understand. Uh-oh. But anyway... Don't worry, um, Michael. Nobody's listening. S- <laughs> online, scal- <laughs> online scalpers have made it almost impossible to find any of these things because of uh, they've, they've gamed the system for buying these things online. Wow. In a way that you wouldn't have been able to not that many years ago. And they typically ship in their own packaging, too, that, so you don't get a PlayStation inside of a generic box, so it's pretty easy to kind of porch pirate Oh, these really? sort of things, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is so evil on so many levels. Yeah. And it, it factors into the whole grotesque commercialization of Jesus Christ's birthday, et cetera, et cetera. But I do really like the name Grinchbot. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, coming up, some of the great tech items available this year. It'll probably be next hour on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you don't get next hour, God bless you. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, download the podcast, or berate your local station executive. Oh, speaking of the website, we have some really great deals on A&G Swag. Helps us uh, keep everybody on the staff paid. T-shirts, the, the A&G masks, which I, I wore coast to coast and back again, never got weird and stanky. I can't promise you I didn't get the vid. We'll bring them through it because I don't know. But um, great masks, great T-shirts, uh, fun stuff. United Airlines.com. Sorry. Go ahead. United Airlines has begun charter flights to position Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for distribution. Mm. They've already figured out how they're going to fly it where. The distribution of this vaccine, I think, is going to be a huge story. Um, uh, Since there's so much emphasis for some reason on this whole equity thing, which... I'm not sure I would ever have thought of, which uh, some of you would think, well, that's because they're all white male. And you just assume you're going to get the shot first. It's your white privilege. I would. I don't know. I would have just thought it was kind of going to come out. I wouldn't have thought about this This percentage of uh, vaccine went to this group or that area or whatever. But yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I think I that's going to be a big story. I was watching the Surgeon General do an interview over the weekend, and I don't find the guy very impressive, but... One thing he said that was absolutely true was it is so unfortunate that 2020 happened to be an election year because everything got so laden, so coded with politics that that it was very difficult to find an intellectually honest discussion. And I don't care whether you love Donald J or you hate him or somewhere in between part of the great ambivalent uh, America that that both uh, loves him and, and is annoyed sometimes. The administration did a fabulous job with Operation Warp Speed, partnering with the private companies, uh, getting everything manufactured even before they were fully approved in case, you know, they got the green light, they were ready to go, building the uh, distribution infrastructure, that good feature on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago, really impressive stuff, and it's going to save a ton of lives, so... I say, well done. Although I was riding along the uh, the interstate the other day, and there was a big giant sign on the overpass. You know how people do that on like the cage over the uh, that uh, mm-hmm. pedestrian overpass, and it said, uh, "Pharmacy companies have no liability for the vaccine." So evidently, that's a that's a cause among some people that they've been granted immunity from liability, and and people will drop dead all over America. 
I'm I'm not that worried about it. I, I have zero worry about it. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Some people uh, write us emails. They think we're chumps for that. I just I don't think so. I, I've looked at the approval process. It's as good as any vaccine or drug that's ever been done. They just removed all sorts of red tape. The studies are bigger than the is standard. I feel perfectly fine about it. But y'all make a, your own decisions. Do you know what a devastating result that would be for Pfizer or Moderna or whatever company puts out a vaccine that starts killing people? Right. They'd be done. Yeah. Yeah, even if they were held, uh, you know, harmless, financially speaking. Oh, they'd, they'd become a word. It would be a word that people would use in the future to describe something terrible. Like Enron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps uh, Medicaid, which is squandering $100 billion on purpose. And we'll tell you about that after a brief break. Yeah, it's a maddening story. I've also got some more of the hmm, putting politics into the whole COVID thing. (laughs) I love when you do that. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that I can't He knows when he's beat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I give I pull the eject very quickly. Knowing when to pivot, it's 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 more broadcasters (laughs) should pay attention to that. I know I can't talk. I, nobody's more aware of the fact that I can't talk than me. Uh, we've got all that stuff on the way. So please stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. George Clooney cuts his hair with a Floby and has for 25 years. So, uh, what? Full, full team coverage on that story coming up. File that under hot person looks good with a tattoo. Yeah, no oh. kidding. You know, that's the great lesson in, yeah, those shoes, that haircut, whatever, look good on that person. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants with his hair, and he looks like George Clooney. He actually uses a Floby. He said he started using it 25 years ago, and it's just so easy and cheap and quick. It's just that how he that's how he cuts his hair all the time. That's my billion dollar idea. If I wasn't lazy, um, would be uh, I don't know what it would be, probably a website in which I would have a variety of models for a variety of clothing lines. For instance, doughy uh, suburban dads wearing the clothes. Yeah. How does that going to look on 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 me? Would right. be great. Right. You know, he's a good man. He's a loving dad. He's faithful to his wife. He's just 25 pounds overweight. How does he look? That's there, what I want. There know. are websites where you can do that with glasses now. You put your face on the on there and then they put the glasses on you. So I would like that yes. with jeans, jackets, all kinds of other stuff. So I can yeah. look at it and think, oh, no, that uh, you're trying way too hard with that. You can't wear that. Here, here. Um, I've got a great woke college story coming up for you in just a few minutes so stay tuned for that oh boy love those i don't i was aware of brian blaze but i hadn't been really aware of him he worked on the national economic council for a couple of years he's a senior fellow at the foundation for government accountability boy that's a lonely job because nobody cares about that sounds anymore, like a dj brian blaze blaze in the morning Nah, he's an afternoon drive guy absolutely oh yeah. Uh, yeah like 420 it's time to blaze with blaze at 420. Here's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> that would be a great DJ name. But he wrote a great piece for the New York Times. It's just so good. Obamacare ushered in rapid Medicaid expansion, but checks on fraud were stymied, leading to record waste. And it was all intentional is the really infuriating part. He mentions Medicaid is to cover health care and long-term care for poorer Americans. But the federal and state governments are deliberately not figuring out who's eligible. 
The federal government's improper Medicaid payments now exceed $100 billion per year. $100 billion a year. You got a program out there you want? Whatever it is, you can pay for it with $100 billion a year. Or all you people who are slightly chagrined that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't take, you know, three quarters of the loaf of a COVID bailout package, and you're sitting at home unemployed wondering how you're going to pay your rent, $100 billion a year. That means more than a quarter of the dollars flowing out of Medicaid, which is the third largest government program we have, period. A qu- More than a quarter of the dollars don't meet their own rules. Or how about this, if you want to target people, how about people who have spent a ton of money on some health problem in the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. I mean, you really... Uh, took a hit. It changed your lifestyle because of a health problem you got hit with, and you know all the bills that are mounting. I've I've got one with my right. my son's stuff. We pay unbelievable bills, even with insurance covering a whole bunch of it. Um, there are people out there that are getting every penny of their health care paid for by the government who don't have it coming at all. They lied about their income on the forms, and nobody checks. And they don't check on purpose because they want to get as many people signed up as possible. Exactly. In fact, it's according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the required verification of eligibility data, such as income, was not done at all in many cases. You can write down that you make $18,000 a year when you make $180,000 a year. Nobody is going to check. Nobody. Right. And so how do you rein in that sort of thing? You have what are called eligibility audits. The federal government makes sure that the states who are doling out the money are doing it properly. It's mostly the federal government's money. So the states don't give a damn. They're not spending their own money. They're just spending federal money. So it's up to the federal government to make sure it's done properly. Well, the Obama administration completely canceled the eligibility audits from 2014 to 2017, which is the first four years of Obamacare's Medicaid expansion. They wanted to build political support for their law by maximizing enrollment, even if it was unlawful. And the states were forbidden. Well, the federal government, rather, was forbidden from making sure that only eligible people got the stuff. It's just it's shocking, yet unsurprising. You know, Brian Blaze, who wrote the piece, says, well, much more work needs to be done to reform Medicaid. Ensuring only eligible people are enrolled would be a good first step toward limiting widespread waste, fraud and abuse and misspending. It's just it's, again, shocking, but unsurprising. Nobody cares about that. that, That's the kind of story that makes you throw up your hands and think there's just nothing you can do. Makes you want to cheat on your damn taxes. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there are many ways. I am if the IRS is listening. In fact, I throw in an extra hundred and fifty bucks every year just to be safe. There are many ways to be stolen from, Joe. The U.S. government stealing your money or somebody breaking into your home during the holidays, which happens all of the time, unfortunately. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale right now. 50% off any Simply Safe system in a free security camera. I know. And, and though Simply Safe is less expensive than traditional security systems, it's actually better. Yeah, best home security of 2020, according to U.S. News & World Report. It won CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security, was named the best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. And now look at this. You can get 50% off plus a free security camera if you do it now before the deal ends at the end of this week. 
No long contract either. You set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. This deal expires on Friday. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Remember, you get a free security camera. Arsenal of sensors and cameras protect everything into your home. 24-7 monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Maybe your home got broken into by Louis the Sheep. Uh, I saw this story over the weekend. Um, The Justice Department unsealed an indictment against 15 individuals connected to the mob in South Philly and uh, southern New Jersey. The mob, like from The Sopranos, still exists throughout my entire life. At various points have they announced that, no, that's a thing of the past. It's over now. They said that in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, and now. And then they bust these rings every now and then, and you find out that it's still going on the way it always has. Um, Racketeering, illegal gambling, loan sharking, extortion, drug trafficking. Uh, A lot of it was, um, you know, your typical Sopranos sort of stuff. Anyway, the names that came out got people's attention. The defendants include Tony Meatballs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Joey Electric. Yeah, whoa, can I be that? That was the muscle. Everybody wants to be Mr. Black. And Louis the Sheep. I don't want that. <laughs> Joey Electric. Hey, everybody. It's Joey Electric. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it's Joey Electric. Uh, what was it? Tony Meatballs? Was that the first yeah. one? He, yes. Yeah, he's the wheel man. Electric, he's the, he's the muscle. He's the heavy. And then the sheep, he's the, he's the patsy. That's the fall guy. Mm. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not. They're mobsters. They're not creative writers. So speaking of that area of the country, Haverford College apparently is a college in Pennsylvania. Uh, and over the weekend, it yielded to demands of striking students who uh, part of their plank, things they were demanding at the uh, college, included this, and I quote, accountability for problematic professors. Oh, boy. To include anonymous denunciation channels for racist, sexist, homophobic, classist, elitist, or transphobic classroom environments. You teaching there, you got to quit. You just got to quit. Go work for UPS during the holidays. You can't teach there anymore. No, you can't. So they're basically going to have a, um, you know, a site where you can post things anonymously and say, uh, you know, Dr. Smith said something that was elitist why does one need to uh, bend the knee to a student strike like i understand if i'm working a ford plant and the employees are striking my cars aren't getting made that was the question a lot of people had what is a student strike what does that even mean well they're the customer at tens of thousands of dollars a year but but and they're they're irrational dopes are they going to actually stop coming i don't think you give in to these people the the parents checks have already cleared these kids aren't your customers like i don't i I sure as hell agree with you in principle i don't think the kids are actually going to transfer anything do you no no but the more i read of, of james Lindsay, who do you write that book with was it helen bogosian or uh, or peter bogosian i can't remember helen um, pluckrose uh, helen Pluck, pluckrose of course yeah um the, the more i read of that book and it's just terrific cynical theories the idea the idea is you can't possibly be right this philosophy exists. It's more a set of rules for tearing people down. How to slander in three easy steps. How to end someone's career. It has nothing to do with justice. It's entirely about power. So these these professors are screwed. If you're sitting there thinking naively, and, and you're forgiven for being naive, this is kind of a newish thing, thinking, well, just don't say anything racist. No, 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 no. 
the very term problematic means we'll invent that you meant something nasty. They're doomed. Um, and, you know, racist and sexist and homophobic, that stuff you think you kind of have a, your head wrapped around what might count and what might not. You right. probably don't because they can stretch it so much. But when you get into classist and elitist, <laughs> who knows what the hell would uh, that would include? Well, well, no, nobody does. Literally, nobody knows what it would include. Which is part of the point. Right, exactly. They'll tell you what you said about uh, General Motors uh, having bigger sales than Ford. That was elitist. That was a what? You're an elitist. I'm reporting you to the administration. You're thinking, that doesn't make even a shred of sense. And then you get hauled in front of the board because three of the woke little savages reported you and your career is over. Woke, Uh-oh. Woke little savages. Um, I'm really... I'm feeling guilty now that you, not guilty, but just a little remorse at the loss of my Thanksgiving now that you guys are pointing out that we threw away the leftovers way too early. Oh, yeah. yeah. You left the game at halftime. Way too early. Everybody agrees it's way too early. It's Monday. Please. The flavors are still making friends in the fridge. I threw it away Sunday night, and we had a lot. We had a lot of uh, yams left. (laughs) So good. The humble yam. It's a dessert. Essentially. Pretending it's not. Is it a dessert? Oh. Do you have the marshmallows on top of it? Marshmallows and sugar. It is a dessert. The way the kids were eating it, I guarantee you it's a dessert. (laughs) Begging for more. Yeah, it is a dessert. Yeah, that's a pretty good measure. threw away a lot of it last night. That's terrible. That's terrible. Not like I was going to give it to homeless or something. I was just going to get fatter, which I suppose is no advantage to anyone. I had an underpaid waiter bring me my food, which is clearly classist and elitist. I tipped them a little bit. I threw them a few pennies. You ate Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant. You know, I was like 3,000 miles from home. What, was I going to run back and cook? I don't know. It just seems wrong somehow. Oh, I was great. <laughs> One of the most uh, cherished holiday traditions in America. And you're asking a waiter for another glass of water. I've done Thanksgiving buffets in my youth. It's all it's it's fun. It's the company. It's who you're eating with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My wife was in a better mood too. So there's that. <laughs> you got you got uh, a lot less cleanup. Oh, my yeah. God! In fact, none. My wife cooked all day long, but I cleaned for geez, I don't know how long. A couple hours at least. Good man. I didn't finish till last night. The, uh, the, the 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 taking on the kitchen after the Halloween meal uh, Halloween after the Thanksgiving meal when you're so full you can you're just barely oh. stifling vomiting oh. that is the wrong time to take on like a two hour manual labor job. But you made her do all the cooking. That's sexist, and probably nope. elitist. Nobody wants me to cook anything. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you want a bowl of cereal. That's it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Thanksgiving grilled cheese. How did I gain four pounds in four days? I, I, I don't know. I find it an inspiring story. <laughs> Dare to dream. Coming up, the Time's Up organization. Going to help out the gals? They raised $3.6 million in a single year. Guess what they spent it on? I can't wait to hear. Oh, yeah. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to the Wall Street Journal, lots of restaurants across the country are defying local county or state orders to shut down, willing to just, you know, take the fine or risk it. Or um, hope they don't get seen. Uh, more on that next hour. Also, uh, some studies on what damage is being done to kids by not going to school. Financial damage. They're actually putting a number on it that's quite astonishing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And some of it's sad. Poor uh, kids. God, I'd say. Among other things we got on the way. So I hope you can stay here. So this is uh, quite the contrast to the uh, fundraiser we had the, the pr- week before last for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which uh, y'all were just fantastically generous, and we raised a tremendous amount of money. It was great. And one of the reasons it was so successful is we emphasized to you that their administrative costs are incredibly low. Their transparency is incredibly high. They're really, really responsible with your donation. That's the first thing I do now when I donate, as I go to uh, to look at the books and see how you spend your money. If you're paying your CEO, you know, six hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm probably not going to give you money. You know, yeah. maybe you can justify it, but I'm not going to take the time to look into it. Uh, I don't think you need to have a six hundred thousand dollars CEO. I'll give my money somewhere else. Well, you remember Time's Up, the organization set to fight sexual harassment in the workplace in the, hash- in the wake of the hashtag MeToo movement. Uh, tax filings show the organization, which was founded by Hollywood celebrities and is made up from the Time's Up Foundation, Time's Up Now, Inc., raised three, almost $3.7 million in 2018. It's okay. a lot of dough. $3.7 million. Keep that number in mind. Less than 10% was spent on helping those women who've experienced sexual harassment. Wow. $312,000 was spent on the Legal Defense Fund, which arguably might be legit. I'm not sure exactly what they did, but $1.4 million was spent on salaries. There you go. 1.4 1.4 out of the 3.6 was salaries, and more than $157,000 was spent on conferences at luxury resorts, with a further $59,000 spent on travel. Yeah, conferences and travel, that's the great scam in charities. You go stay at super nice hotels, and you eat and drink, and it's all paid for by the charity. You probably play golf, and maybe you actually have a meeting and plan out your year, or, you know, whatever you're going to do. But Sure, it, it cost it, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's real charities. We we've been involved with enough real charities that are run by people who really only care about what they're trying to do. They don't do this. No, they don't fly first class, stay in fancy hotel rooms, and eat big expensive meals. Yeah, on part the, of on the part, charity's dime. Part of you showing how much you care about the cause as a board member or whatever is you get your own ass there. Reese Witherspoon, Amy Schumer, Brie Larson holding positions on its board. Jack Hollywood heavyweights joining the fight. And they spent less than 10% on actually helping women. And that's too bad. What would that be? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So if there's anything you learn from uh, from us doing this sort of stuff is take that few minutes to look at Charity Navigator or some of those places when you're thinking about donating money to a charity because that information is available. And uh, most people just don't ever look. Wow. Their first CEO, Lisa Borders, spent only four months at the organization. She left because her 36-year-old son was accused of sexual misconduct at the, you know, the hashtag MeToo charity. Nonetheless, after four months, she managed to pull in $342,000 for her salary. 
There you go. Chief Marketing Officer drew a salary of $295,000 for her efforts during the organization's first year. And the treasurer, arguably the number three person, made over two hundred and fifty-five grand at the charity. There's a lot of really talented, hardworking people that can run an organization uh, that do it for nothing. Or for not very much. Sure, or or cut that salary in half and have them do it for one hundred and seventy-five grand. That's unbelievable. That you know, you you pair that back to back with that Medicaid story we we did earlier. You just don't trust anybody, including the government, to spend your money properly unless you've thoroughly vetted them. Don't fall for a con. So I got the story next hour about restaurants across America are ignoring county and state orders. Um, Part of that is because we've been jerked this way and that way so many times. And a lot of businesses are thinking, you know, I'm just going to go out of business if I keep following your rules. So that's not going to do me any good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some more on that stuff all on the way. It's uh, where we are COVID wise is pretty troubling. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. No, no, definitely not. It's going the wrong direction. But it's it's just it's spreading. It's spreading all kinds of different ways. They're not exactly sure. They don't know. Anybody who claims they know is lying to you. Well, and the hanging out outdoors part of the year is over for most of the country and the heading indoors has begun. That's just not good. Mm. Ben Franklin figured that out a few hundred years ago, and it remains true. You're oh. better off outside. Armstrong and Getty.